Welcome to episode 29 of Music City Horror. Uh, Kayla, Lena, Eli here. Uh, we are a man down, but we do have a good excuse. Uh, Kayla had a um, family emergency, so she had to go to East Tennessee, so we were thinking about her tonight. And um, yeah, so we got a cool episode. Um, we're interviewing Ted Welch and Ashley P P I've already forgot how to say your name. Pereira. There we go. Nice. Those, those rolling R's. I like it. Yeah, um, thank you. They are in the new movie All Light Will End, which is now on Netflix. It's a cool thriller slash horror-ish movie. Um, They're both based in Nashville, and the movie was actually filmed in Nashville, so it was cool to chat with them for a little bit. And um, so that's at the end of the episode. And... Um, it's a. Uh, this episode will probably drop on February twenty second, so it's going to be a little early before we know what's going to be streaming for March. So uh, you can just look for that either the last day of the month or March first, uh, per usual. So we'll have that posted on musiccityhorror dot com. Um, and yeah, so basically for the front of the episode, we're just going to talk about some of the new stuff that's out. Um, I guess we'll start with the horror noir that's on Shutter. Um, yes, to... <sighs> loved it so much. I know you watched it too, Eli, right? Yeah, awesome. I I haven't seen it just yet. I loved it. I thought it was really, really amazing documentary, and I really liked the setup of it that they have people in communication with each other in a theater setting sometimes, um, actually like thinking about and watching clips from movies. I thought that was really cool because a lot of the movies, you know, are from the seventies and I hadn't really seen them. So it was helpful to see kind of the scenes they were talking about. I just thought it was really well made, um, and featured some really interesting actors and writers, um, talking about African-Americans in American horror films. So yeah. It was really amazing. Yeah, it was cool. It premiered in Black History Month, obviously, and um, I was glad that um, Blackula got some love because I've talked about it on the show before. How it scared the yes. show out of me. <laughs> um, yes. But you know, I was hoping that they would um, mention, you know, Candyman. Of course, they did, and um, uh, Demon Knight from uh, Tells Tells from the Crypt. And um, tales from the hood, obviously, and um, but you, yeah, like you said, a lot they mentioned a lot of some of them I'd never even heard of at all. You know, there's a few like oh I remember seeing something about that, but I mean a lot of them were just hidden treasures. And of course, that's easy for us to say being white, and a lot of that's gonna fly under the radar for us. So. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it just it's another testament to Shutter. I mean, for five bucks a month, you get a documentary like that. I mean, it's just they're just firing so on all cylinders right now. So and um, they also did a really great um, Black History Month collection of movies that you can did. watch. Mm -hmm. um, many uh, yeah, of which I saw are Tales mentioned. from the Hood was on there. Yeah, many of them are in the documentary too, which I thought was a really really good rollout. Um, it was helpful because a lot of places, or I don't really. You know, you don't really have so much access to movies unless it's on, like, a streaming site if you're not, you know, illegally downloading it. <laughs> um, and so it's it's really great that you can go there and get all of these movies that they're mentioning um, 
on the streaming app. So I thought it was really great. Really great plan. Great roll rollout too. Yeah. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and then, um, I was, I don't know. I, I, I feel like this is just something to interject, but, um, the, uh, the walking dead came back this past Sunday and they had the lowest, like, I think they said it was like the lowest ratings they've had. Just, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's like, it's like the, the corpse is just dragging itself to the finish line. Like, it's just, (laughs) I mean, that seems like an appropriate comparison. (laughs) That's, that's not great. It's like, you really have an opportunity to ramp it up, end it the way you want it, end it with all your characters. And now people are starting to leave the show and, it doesn't really seem to be wrapping up either. So what are you doing? <laughs> What's your goal here? You know, uh, I don't know. It frustrated me for a long time. Um, but I, I wish that they had kind of, you know, you, you hope that you wrap it up when you're on top, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just one of those, like th- th- that series makes so much money for AMC and, um, and image comics, uh, you know, I, one of them, one of the executives said that they could see the, that series or the universe going on for like 50 years. And I was like, what? Hey. Uh, <laughs> too much months. So. You know, and I think it's also because I just came off of reading the stand by Stephen King, which is not, you know, there's no zombies, but it is a very like post-apocalyptic sort of book anyway. And it has direct, it has a vision for how the story goes. It's a long book, but you, you know, you you know what's going on. It's a bigger picture. You wrap it up, you're out. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it doesn't have to last forever. You know? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think I'm like extra biased. Like, come on, get your, get your shit together. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well. I could, I get really fired, way too fired about The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, like I said, I just want to interject on that. Um, has anybody else seen any of the new horror movies out? Um, The Prodigy and Happy Death Day to you? Not yet. I know you want to see Happy, I want to see Happy Death Day so bad. (laughs) Two. Um, I mean, I won't say anything like super spoiler-y. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, it's funny because they like, you know, the first one, everyone was, I mean, I think they might even said it on um, one of the reviews. I don't remember. I I think I just remember seeing it somewhere on one of the commercials. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's like a horror groundhog day or something to that effect. Right. Um, Well, this one, they were really hammering like the whole thing was back to the future. And so like Hmm. there's a back to the future um, poster on the wall and they, the guy that she like her boyfriend at the end of the first one, he ends up talking Mm -hmm. about back to the future. He mentioned something about back to the future too. And then back to the future. And then there's a, there's one of, one of the deaths for the person in the loop. Uh, It's uh, Hmm. there's a truck and it says Biff's, lawn service and of course biff was the bad oh, guy funny. And, and then even mm-hmm. some of the musical cues between like 
you know, like you see a you see the the, the shadow of someone walking to a door, and you can't, really, and they're like in the hallway, and, and then it's like a da -da 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 -da. like it even sounded like Back to the Future, and it was just like they were hammering that hard, like no, 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 yeah. it's not Groundhog Day, it's Back to the Future, and like, yeah. and it's not even time travel. That's what I don't get. You know what I mean? So like, that was a little like a little heavy for me. I mean, I got mm -hmm. when I saw the Biff long care thing, I was just grown like, oh come on. Um, but um i mean it's but it's it's i mean it was fun it was a, i'd say it's a solid sequel you know it was um um i think they um tweaked it enough to uh, it's not an exact you know they just ripped off the same story or whatever um but um yeah, you know, it's worth a watch. So would you say see it in the theater, wait for DVD, or wait for streaming? Um, I, th I think it's a theater watch. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, cool. The Prodigy, however, um, I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, it probably is still worth the theater watch, I guess. Um, but it, um, it reminded me of... Uh, Maybe like a like a Stephen King movie from the nineties, like like a like the Dark Half <laughs> or something, like uh, kind of that okay. vibe, you know, like not story wise, mm -hmm. just like the style, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. And huh. <laughs> like the 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 twist, if you will, or whatever. Like I wish they kind of would have like hammered that a little harder. Um, so, I mean, it was. I mean, it was good. Um, it was kind of, you know, like a lot of these that we talk about it, I guess it's more suspense than true horror, you know, um, mm -hmm. there definitely was some horror elements in there. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that we got two, um, you know, pretty solid movies like that in the winter, you know? Um, yeah, that's nice. So, but, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, let me find it. Um, I just feel like there's just been a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, announcements in the last week or so. And so I think we should probably mention some of those. Um, have y'all seen the um, trailer for The Curse of La Llorona? Oh no, but I love I that not. story. I, d I like that legend too. I La Rona. No. Oh, oh, nice. Sorry. <laughs> I got I through my spin on it. I saw it. It was it was on both the movies I went to. It, it showed oh, in the cool. previews. And uh, it looks freaking terrifying. Well, like, Eli, you know, when we both went to um, Halloween Horror Nights, did you go to that house? I did. La Rona house? Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so creepy. That's yeah. how I know about it. Oh yeah, I love that story. Uh, it's a like really fun legend. I'm kind of glad that they're making it into a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it's good to hear that the trailer's good too. That's always encouraging. Yeah, um, I want to say it's April, I think. Um, and then I saw. Well, we'd already talked about that, but anyways, um, did I think this might be a little bit before y'all's time? Um, 
because of course I'm the oldest one in the group. Um, but did any of y'all, either one of you see, uh, I think it was labeled as Jim Henson's storyteller in the night in the eighties. No, Mm-mm. it was like, a, yeah, it does sound familiar. It does sound familiar. It was on, it was on one of the streaming sites for a while, like Netflix or Hulu, but, um, it was on NBC, I think, and it was, I don't know if it was a full-fledged series or if it was just like a mini-series, but it was, um, I don't know, it was like an anthology, but it was like, of course he had all of his puppets and stuff in it, but um, mm-hmm. it was wild. But anyways, Neil Gaiman is uh, reimagining that, so there's going to be a new series ah! <laughs> for that, so... Cool. You can tell by my like small scream how excited I am. I love everything about Neil Gaiman yeah. and everything he does. So it makes me so excited. Yeah. Cool. Ah, that so one cool. Should, should be good. And then, yes. um, so we, everybody knew um, we were getting a, well, also, um, I don't think we have done an, the episode since the scary stories little teasers came out um oh i don't think so i think we texted about it but yeah. didn't actually talk about it on here so those little snippets look incredible so they do pretty so creepy um and then of course we're also getting the are you afraid of the dark movie but then they announced they're doing a new tv show of are you afraid of the dark as well Oh. It's just gonna be like all of our childhood dreams. I know in the theater. I'm for... never growing up. I know, <laughs> but we don't have to either. I know, yeah. Stuff that we love from when we yes. were kids. <laughs> it's great. Oh, great, yes. <laughs> it's like don't ever make me grow up. I know. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. It's gonna be a lot of fun, and it's cool. And that, you know, I don't have any kids or anything, but I'm sure for people who have kids who are our age to be able to take them to these kind of things is going to be really fun too. I bet there'll be lots of like families if they're PG-13. I imagine mm-hmm. there'll be lots of families watching these, which will be really cool too. Yeah. So, just a lot of uh, a lot of cool announcements coming out in the horror community, and. Um, so yeah, cool, uh, cool time to uh, be a fan, I guess. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of it for the first part of the episode. Um, unless I didn't even ask if Lena has fun facts this week. I do. Okay. Ah, yeah. Well, after this short break, we'll have, um, uh, the funnest part of the show. Yay. And now, it's time for another exciting edition of Lena's Fun Facts, brought to you by Lena Harrington. All right, take it away, Lena. Thank you, Eli, and welcome, everyone, to another edition of Lena's F-U-N-F-A-C-T-S. I've been practicing that all day long. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. Yay. All right, so since it's still February and this episode will come out in February and it's the month of celebrating love. Uh, my fun facts are for the single folks out there or the folks trying to get a second date. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, this comes from a website. It's called inverse.com. I got this stuff from, but 
Science says you should take your date to horror movies. Why? Oh, let's find out. Um, <laughs> though humans are capable of feeling and processing complex emotions on a cognitive level, the physiological responses um, our bodies experience um, are quite similar to our strong emotions. So the feeling of fear can easily overlap or be confused with the feeling of being attracted to someone. That's what science says. Interesting. Um, yes. Uh, one professor describes this phenomenon as confusable arousal. Now get your heads out of the gutter. Cause that just means <laughs> <laughs> increased heart rate, blood pressure going up, flushed skin, sweaty palms, and dilated pupils. Sounds like my weekends. Okay. <laughs> now, um, let's let that soak in for a second. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, as we all know, horror movies are designed to elicit um, an arousal response. Like I said, um, jump scares, creepy imagery, etc., are there to make your heart beat faster. Um, and as much as we attribute those feelings to uh, uh, the writing, the acting, the design of the movie, um, our response, our responses are a result of the filmmakers manipulate, manipulating our physiological responses. So the professor in this article says the movie is going to create heightened arousal to the viewer. And since you're being with a potential object of sexual attraction, um, that allows that arousal to be diverted and relabeled. So it's actually quite easy for our brains to reassign that response, um, not to the film and the fear, but to the person we're with. Science, you guys, okay? Uh, so, boys and girls, science says, if you want that second date, take him to a horror movie. So... What do y'all think about that? <laughs> you know, I feel like I've been on a few horror movie dates, but I feel like I've been so into the movie that maybe I hadn't really noticed the, <laughs> the day that I, I was I, with yeah. so much. <laughs> I totally agree, because, you know, it makes me think of, you know, we all love horror movies, so we're going to be, like, sucked into the movie. Right. Whereas maybe someone that's not so into horror this might relate to... Right. They're going to be like, oh, let's hold hands. And I'm like, don't touch me. Exactly. Don't distract me. Exactly. Yeah. That's more like me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting because they've done different um, experiments where, I don't know, they had this, they had a woman uh, with a, a test group of men. She gave her number out to, they, didn't respond and then they had her like on a bridge with some men where it was swaying so it's kind of scary and she gave her number out and they responded so that was the only like you know test that i saw but very interesting that is interesting that'd be appropriate for this month the month of love that is fascinating yeah <laughs> the month of love love yes <laughs> well awesome well that was very informative um i didn't yeah. i didn't think i was gonna get that educated this evening so <laughs> well all right 
Yeah. So when we come back, we'll have our interview with Ted and Ashley. All right. So tonight's episode, we are lucky to have not one, but two interview interviewees um, for the show. Um, they have both done several things from, you know, stage to television to movies. Um, recently we're in a thriller slash horror-ish movie that's on Netflix called All Light Will End. Um, and if you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard me mention Ted. He, you know, we go back, I think 20 years now. So, um, it's about time we finally got him on the show. So, uh, yeah. So tonight we're going to talk to Ted Welch and Ashley Pereira. Hello. How are you guys? Hey. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, so the first question is just kind of softball. Um, whoever wants to go first is fun. Just tell everyone a little bit about your background, um, you know, how you got started, all that stuff. Uh, go ahead, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay. Um, so I grew up a military brat. My, uh, dad was in the army and my mom was in the Navy. So we traveled all around. Um, and I was homeschooled all throughout, um, elementary and middle school and high school. So my mom got me into like modeling when I was about 14 years old. And that's kind of like, you know, I had done like theater acting, you know, obviously like a lot of us kids, you know, we, we grow up in like the school plays and stuff like that. Um, and especially like outside of, uh, outside of school. So we did that growing up, but, um, my parents and I traveled everywhere and we homeschooled. And so I did a lot of modeling work, um, when I was younger in middle, middle school. And so when, um, I grew all up and blossomed, uh, <laughs> I, I moved over to Nashville and I still wanted to continue doing some print work. So I did like, you know, Verizon and, um, different, like, uh, random commercial print stuff. You could see my face on a random billboard for like cereal or something one day. And it's just like, <laughs> I didn't know I was doing that, but, uh, yeah. So just print modeling. And then my agents would call me and they're like, Hey, you know, there's this casting director, they're doing this film or this TV show and they really like your look. And I was like, uh, you know, 17, 18 years old. I was like, I, I don't know how to act. Like I, I haven't tried it. Like, I don't know. This is going to be horrible. Like, I don't know. And they're like, do you just submit it anyway? And, um, I kept getting callbacks, you know, I kept getting a lot of auditions and random, um, independent shorts and, and things like that. And like 48 hour film festivals and doing our own projects and, um, then, um, I was in the run to be a lead in, um, the national TV, uh, series show. Um, and then later on the company decided to place me in a very, very small role <laughs> in the, the season two. So that was cool. Um, so I've been working with this agency and I've just been like on and off since then. Um, I really, I really started pushing it and pushing, uh, my skills, the more, auditions I got through the years so um found out that I fell in love with it um I love becoming another person so that it's just another form of self-expression and creativity with other people that I really enjoy doing and um Blake uh, gave me the opportunity to be a part of this film and other other films uh, with uh his company Red Vessel Entertainment and 
It's been a blast. And I, I think I've I worked with Ted on a couple of things, right? We, we were supposed to do an alien movie at some point, right? Yeah. That we never yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. did that, that, that 10-minute short. Yeah, it was it was it was really fun. So yeah, this is kind of like um, besides some one-offs, like small smaller roles in like TV and film, and just uh, random independent films. Like this is a, my first uh, bigger project that I got to spend a lot more work and uh, character work and diving myself into everything. So it's been pretty exciting for me. Ted's uh, Ted's been down this road probably. <laughs> What, uh, ten, ten other times more yeah. than I have. So, yeah. Uh, it... Go ahead. Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, is it me? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of Ted. Sure. So, how yeah. many other things? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I got into theater in uh, college, and then I went to... Uh, this place called the O'Neill National Theater Institute, and someone there saw me, and I, I went to New York and did off-Broadway, and um, then I went to grad school at the American Conservatory Theater and got out and did some plays and got in uh, a movie called The Help. That kind of took me to L.A., and um, then I did, uh, for horror fans, I did True Blood, and uh, I think that's the only horror thing I've done besides this movie. And... Um, yeah, and then Blake and I met and through our mutual friend Josh Moody, and then like Ashley said, we did that short together, and then he sent me this script and was like, uh, which one of these guys do you want to play? And I, I didn't want to play Paul, because he's a creeper. And so I, was <laughs> like, I was like, the other one. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really a blast to do this movie. Blake was great, Ashley was great. My friend Graham Atterbridge, he ended up playing a part in it, and um, I mean, the whole movie was really a blast. And Graham is from the uh, Squirrel and Donkey fame, of course. Everyone knows that. He, he is from the Squirrel and Donkey fame. He's, uh, he's my uh, bestie from grad school. Yeah. Everybody, I mean, he can't even walk down the street because of Squirrel yeah, and Donkey. Yeah, he can't. Because of Squirrel and Donkey. He, can, he cannot walk down the street. <laughs> we're, we're big in England. Right. Well, um, Ashley and Ted, have y'all always been fans of horror? And if you have been, what were some of your favorites growing up? I've, uh, I've loved, I always snuck it. My parents are really conservative. Like my dad's like kind of a, a he's a Southern non-denominational preacher right now. So when it came to horror movies, we were never allowed, but we would always go to, what was it like video warehouse or like blockbuster, you know? <laughs> uh, and we would rent like um, a Friday, we would rent Friday the 13th, more, more like slasher films. You know, like nice. Freddie, Jason, and all of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. We really, we really loved that as a kid. But I've always been into the psychological thrillers. I just like, you know, where you don't even need to go, like, slasher, you know? Yeah. Um, just, like, stuff messes with your mind. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Those are, yeah, pretty typical. Ted, what were yours? Uh, I'm a huge Carpenter fan. Like, basically, Carpenter yes. 78 through, through, through Mouth of Madness, which I think is 91. Uh, all the Living Dead series, I love all that. Night of Living Dead. Return of Living Dead, separate thing, but I love that. I mean, I, I just love all horror. 
you guys know that. I come to your oh, yeah. horror nights. So that's right. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate a, that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, it's my favorite genre by far. I wish I knew how to write it. I just don't know how. It would be the, that's the next thing I want to work on, is figure out how to write a horror movie. That would be awesome. Yeah. That would be really cool. Here's the question. Is it, do you guys like Michael Myers or Jason better? Or Freddy? Um, I mean, you know I'm, I'm a Freddy guy. I like Freddy better, too. I'm he's got a personality. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love them all. But I think I'd say Michael Myers. He's a, mm. he's a son of a deadly. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have nightmares about Michael Myers. <laughs> I do Michael have a doll Myers with Michael. <laughs> really? He's like super creepy. <laughs> like, like you had a doll, uh, like a physical doll? Yeah, like when you squeeze them, it plays the theme music. That's so cool. Did you have this when you were a kid? Doll, like, yes. yes you're like, like, forget Teddy. Right? We're, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to have like, a, a doll of Michael Myers. Myers. Yeah. Whenever I go home next, I'll take a picture of him on Instagram because yes. we still have them. He's got the craziest oh. hair, too. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, and let's jump, we're going to jump back and forth between horror and not horror. So you both were guest stars on Nashville. Um, I've been stuck in plenty of traffic jams uh, from Nashville <laughs> filmings. Um, so I'd like to know what that experience was like for you guys. Oh, the traffic or Nashville? <laughs> Just I got opinions on, about both. Being on Nashville, yeah. <laughs> we can talk uh, about that. Nashville was pretty cool. Um, I I just had a, a short character, um, uh, just a small character role where I come in between. Um, uh, oh, oh my gosh, it's uh, I'm having a brain fart now because like it's been years. I did, uh, uh, confession, I, I I've watched like maybe like two and a half episodes. Um, but I love Nashville. I think that the people on set were really great to work with. Um, Sam, uh, one of the main characters, um, it, and I worked together that day. And um, Is that yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's that. Okay, yeah. So that's his character. Um, I just come in between him and his fiance, like party girl trying to steal him because he just mm-hmm. broke up with his girlfriend, and like I play that Sly Fox. Um, <laughs> yeah, typical, typical, you know, party girl. Like I just had way too many to drink, and like we should just go make out. You know? like, was, that, was that the one where they, 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 they throw the couch on the fire and stuff? Was yeah. That, that, okay. Yeah. I, I, I watched it off great. and on, you know, I had, I had musician friends that would go be extras and stuff. And, you know, so I, I didn't follow it religiously, but I watched probably the first three seasons. I kind of kept up with it pretty well. And, um, well, I guess it was after that. Cause I saw Ted on his, his episode. So I think you were on like four, the fourth episode, fourth season, Ted. Or? Yeah. Yeah. I had, I mean, I had like six lines where yeah. I just said some really homophobic, terrible <laughs> slurs. <laughs> yeah. Chris Carmack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my experience was good. I actually knew Chris a little bit, like not well, but we had been on a separate show at the same time. So I recognized him and I was kind of like, hey. And then we, we kind of hung out for a minute. But um, 
So I didn't feel as bad saying these terrible things. But uh, yeah, it was a good experience. I knew a ton of people that worked on it. Oh, that's Just from really being, cool. being from here. So like the grips would be like, what's up, dude? <laughs> I think a lot of creative people in Nashville, musicians, actors, models, just in general, had some part or like touch on that show in the Nashville area. Yeah. Like had to be so many people. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely fueled the industry for, you know, four or five years, however long it was on the air. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now this, we need another one. We need another show. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, exactly. Well, this one is for Mr. Welch. Um, you mentioned you, you've been on True Blood. Um, mm-hmm. um, of course, you know, huge hit for HBO. Uh, and that was, I mean, I, I, when did that debut? Was that like 2009 or 2010-ish? Was I think it, it was 2009 because yeah. I lived in New York. Okay. So, I mean, it was definitely like right at the beginning of like Mad Men and Breaking Bad and this, you know, the TV resurgence and all that. Um, and I mean, it had a good run. I think it was like five or six seasons and definitely had a cult following and everything. So what, what was that experience like being on a huge TV show for HBO like that? Uh, it was wonderful. Honestly, like that was the most fun I've ever had shooting anything. Like, everybody was super cool. Like, uh, Skarsgård, all those guys were very nice. And uh, I luckily, and I can't remember his name, but whoever plays Bill directed me in two episodes. Mm-hmm. He was very oh, nice. Oh, so cool. Oh, that's the, awesome. You know, the funny, the funny thing about it, I mean, I'm not that tall. I'm the same height as Eli, like 6'1", maybe some change. I was taller than everybody but, like, two people on that show. <laughs> And I thought that was so funny because I thought Alexander Skarsgård would be like six five. Right, he's, he's tall, he's tall and like also like Swedish. So <laughs> you just right. assume they're tall, right? Well, he's tall, but he's like six three. Not, I mean, he looks so much taller than everybody, and it's just because they're all five eight. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it couldn't have been. I mean, the first scene I ever shot. I remember I was in a van, and we were tearing down the road, and I had to shoot this vampire with a shotgun while Hoyt, Hoyt was getting bit. And I shot it, and the way they had it, a big, like, pus cannon, like a hose, exploded all over me and him. And I was Ew. like, it's happened. My childhood dream has come true. I just got <laughs> a pus cannon exploded on me. <laughs> nice. Skulls. <laughs> So yeah, I think um, I think that's the thing I had the most fun shooting. That's awesome. Well, moving on, and I've got the big question for you guys, and this is about All Light Will End, which is now available on Netflix, and I've watched it. I loved it. I thought you guys were great. Um, so we want to talk about how y'all got involved with that, and I just want to throw in like another little question, like, do y'all? watch yourselves like do you watch the movie yeah yeah i definitely i watched the movie probably like 10 times with different family members because they're like let's sit down and watch your movie on netflix it is sweet but i'm like man i've seen it i, I did i have to you know like, right. yes 
And then they asked me all these questions and I'm like, you guys already uh-huh. seen this like three times, you know, like, so oh, excited, sweet. so excited. They're so excited. It was a great story. I thought it had a nice twist. Won't throw any spoilers out there, but uh, it kept me on the edge of my seat the whole time. Good. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I don't actually, um, I don't actually watch myself at all if I can help it. Like, I think I've seen most things I've been in once. Yeah. I, the only thing I've seen more than once is probably The Help. And, like, mm-hmm. Wild Man, I've been forced to watch, like, because you'll be at a film festival and you kind of have to sit there. Or you look, like, you know, weird if you walk out. So <laughs> I've, I've, sat sure. there, I've sat there and watched that. But, like, I've watched All White Land twice. Once at the big premiere, and then I watched it once with... Uh, I watched it once with my, my sister afterwards. And I, yeah, she loves it. So. Yeah, while I'm thinking about it, um, Ashley, the first, like, big dream sequence that happens in the movie is, like, in a hospital. Or I guess it's, like, a penitentiary ward. That was super scary to me. Was it scary uh, while you were filming it? <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Cause it, so it was um, this hospital in, like, um they they it's empty so like that there's no air conditioning you know so it was in the middle of summer it was extremely hot you know uh-huh. and that um that hospital is completely dark so we're in there with headlamps and flashlights and you know makeups like trying to do we had like one floor where we had like lighting you know but the second mm-hmm. floor and i think anything above that was just slowly deteriorate uh, deteriorated and you kind of see that in the film Mm -hmm. starting uh, like throughout the dream sequence you know she she goes through and she walks you know and she's going in slowly in that dream sequence it it deteriorates and so what definitely got the 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 creeps you know like being in there it's like oh man like this is total like horror movie setting you know just like (laughs) We would like kind of walk off by ourselves, just like to explore a little bit, and then it just just looked like going through a haunted yes. house or something. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> you want to know what's funny? I shot another movie there called the The Dead Center. I think that's what it's called. What? Um, like a month before we shot this movie. Is that place in Nashville? Yeah, it's in Madison. Oh, right crazy. That's crazy. That's the hospital in Madison, right, Ashley? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. That's so cool. we, we, it, yeah, the dead center. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's funny. <laughs> well, what was it like to film the fooling feature in Nashville, in the Nashville area? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> right? So hot. I was, was so uh, hot. I was diggy all of the time especially with like uh certain scenes um towards the end you know like we had a lot of um special effects things so like when people it yeah just like aka like blood uh (laughs) having to like be on your body or on your clothes or on your skin like for two days at a time outside like woof that's a, that's some that's some sticky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to so say, like, 
Yeah, well, what was that stuff? What was that blood we had? It was totally gross and sticky. It was it, it was like corn it. syrup. So it was corn syrup. I think <laughs> Yeah, so it was like food coloring and corn syrup. So I was covered in like sugar. outside and so like my my skin would literally stick to each other so like when I try to like you know put my hands together I literally had to pull them apart oh Oh my god (laughs) I remember this guy was like walking his dog along the street and he kind of looks at me and it was just right after um the the ending scene with uh Ted and I and uh he just kind of looked at me and he was just kind of ignored it and kept on walking. He's oh, like, I great. don't know what's going on, but this was crazy. <laughs> and we were like out in the middle of the woods of Mount Juliet. Like we were not, not really close to stuff. We were on like side back roads. So yeah, that's funny to think. I'm sure he didn't think you were like a crazy weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, you know, just hanging out over here covered in corn syrup, you know, mm-hmm. on, a, right. on a weekday. It's oh, normal. Yeah. It's common in Tennessee. Like, it's fine. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as the movie goes, um, you know, you kind of always want to get a name or, you know, get something attached to it. And, you know, quote unquote, the big names for this one, Andy Buckley, who was um, Ashley's, I guess he was your dad in the movie. Um, he's most famous for, he was David Wallace on The Office, Michael Scott's boss. And Sam, Sam Jones, uh, the third was one of the sheriffs. He was in Smallville and then Blue Mountain State. Um, so, you know, definitely had a leg up over a lot of, you know, smaller independent movies. Um, what would you think is the biggest difference between like shooting a movie and shooting a, like a TV? Um, is there enough difference to make a difference or are they the same? I'll let Ted take this one. Um, well, I think it depends on the budget, right? Uh, a, a movie is more like a like camp, right? Like you're all together for like two weeks and you're doing this movie and it's happening and you're all like a team. A TV show, usually you're coming in like, say you come in for like six or seven episodes. You're like coming into a machine that's already functioning. So it's kind of like, you're not on that home team, but like as you go, people tend to tend to like be like, oh, hey, how are you? And it gets a little more familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say as far as quality, usually as long as it's got a decent budget, a movie and a TV show are very similar. Mm-hmm. I just noticed more, yeah. more bodies on like a bigger thing. Like let's say um, Nashville has a massive budget, right? So there's multiple makeup people there's like five makeup people for each lead you know what i mean there's so many people there and i'm like an indie movie like all white wind i mean ashley has her specific makeup person because she's in almost every scene and then there's one or two other people for everybody else i would say that's it's just more people yeah that makes sense and time you don't you can't really afford to um on an independent movie, you can't really afford to mess up as much. But like on a TV show, if you have to do five takes, it's not as big a deal because you have more money and time. Mm. 
Yeah, I would say so. I think uh, the as far far as from my experience, it's always been that uh, from this independent film, it's a it's a tight group of people, you know. That we a lot of us had already worked together on other things before too. So it was like kind of working with your friends on a creative project, you know. It's uh it was pretty cool as of TV shows, especially Nashville, because Nashville has a lot of small characters throughout the the thing you know they they have their core set of people but there's just so many people like ted said like going in and out so you you get people coming and going versus like you know your your core set of people and just the same people working with all the time for a shorter amount of time because of the project you know for, for movies versus tv yeah absolutely i actually i actually for prefer films to TV. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's really interesting. I think it's just more of like, um, yeah, it's like, like I said, it's like a camp vibe. I just like that vibe. Like, we're all a family. Let's make this great. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, Ashley, we have some questions about wrestling. Lucy, you've been training, so yeah. tell us a little bit about that. Um, so I got into pro wrestling just very, very recently. Um, and so I have a handful of friends of mine that have been always been uh, super fans, but I was kind of getting bored in the gym, you know, in off season of uh, not traveling, you know. And I wanted something that was going to really inspire me in the gym and to push myself. And um, I wanted to combine that with my acting skills and uh, yeah. become a character. And, you know, it's like it's Broadway in a ring, you know, it's like right. Broadway, the body slams. It's so much fun. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's definitely pushed me and definitely um, they say like impact, you know, like if you're taking bumps or hits or something like that on the mat, like it's actually semi good for your body in a sense because um mm. when we are our, our joints over time like if we don't have impact sometimes they don't get as strong like our bone it's so crazy the way that our body works you know um yeah. and helps itself so it's been really great for me it's been great exercise it's been fun <laughs> like um do it learning promos and like working on that type oh, of stuff that. and yeah um, ted uh, ted did a documentary on uh Oh, pro wrestling earlier on, right? Yeah. I cool. Did, yeah. I Cross had, full circle. <laughs> I had, yeah. I the, the utmost respect for wrestlers. As a, I played two sports in college, and I can say this. I laughed one day when some wrestlers said something about jumping off the top ropes, and he looked at me and he goes, <laughs> oh, you think it's funny? You think it's a joke? And I go, no, man. Like, I, I, I was like a real wrestler. Like I competed, and he goes... This isn't real. <laughs> I go, uh, no, I didn't mean to offend you. And he goes, you want to go off the top rope? And I said, sure. I jumped off the top rope, and it hurt so bad that I was like, full respect. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he no, said something. it's real. <laughs> yeah, he said something that I think is great, and it was the tagline in our trailer for our pitch. He said, wrestling's not fake, it's fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everything that's a difference yeah. yeah yes it was impressive nice. that is yeah. awesome 
wrestling um, wrestling would be mm uh, you know mma if it wasn't wrestling you know what i'm saying like there's more of a story that's being told versus just like hitting each other in the face you know constantly until the other one's down it's like you're working with your partner you're working with your opponent to create a climax to create a story for your for your viewers because otherwise you just kill each other and there wouldn't be a lot of wrestlers that would be able to like do this type of work if we were actually actually trying to to hurt the person so yeah I mean look um, at if, if you look at Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock I mean I mean, The Rock is the most famous actor in the world. Right, yeah. Like, and is funny, and is good. Like, he's a great actor. And I, I think wrestling, like, it's it's a challenge. I respect whoever does it. That's awesome. Well, I know that us and our listeners will be interested to see what you guys have in the pipeline for the future. And where can they find you on social media so they can keep up with you guys? Um, I'm on um, Instagram and Facebook. Um, so I have a Instagram handle called Ash Through the Looking Glass. It's A-S-H-T-H-R-U and then T-H-R-O-U-G-H, like through the looking glass. So that's the one that I have just fixed for like modeling and um, acting stuff. But I also have my personal one that uh, from that page you can access to. Um, I am the Ted Welch because I mean it's a terrible name and I'm sorry, but I just took it <laughs> uh, on, on Instagram. Um, that's I don't do Twitter, so that's or really Facebook that much. So that's pretty much it. Um, upcoming, I just wrote this feature called The Weekenders, which is like a John Hughes style romance about two thirty somethings. That uh, uh, my friend Saban Mayfield, who directed a movie called Boomtown, is directing. And we're looking to get that going in the summer. And so that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Awesome. Cool. Well, um, we had to uh, squeeze you guys both in. Um, one of you are out of state and um, one of you are have prior commitments we have to get you out of here for so we appreciate you guys for uh checking you know checking in with us and uh like i said uh all it will end is on netflix right now and um i know two of us have seen it we both gave it thumbs up and um definitely think you should check it out and maybe we can have you guys back on again sometime in the future and ted i'll probably see you in like a week or so so (laughs) awesome thank you guys so much for having us Thank yeah, you. thank you so you. much. You guys are awesome. Best of luck. All right, I love guys. City Horror. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Y'all are the best. All right. Well, I yeah. guess we'll be talking to you guys soon. Yes, okay. ma'am. Yep. Bye, all. Bye. 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 Well, that was a pretty cool talk. Um, I hate we had to cut it short for time restrictions, but, you know, better than that having any time at all i guess so but yeah so yeah. yeah um all light will end is on netflix so check it out if you get a chance um so i think we're gonna do our socials right yes find us music city horror on instagram especially 
And then we're on Facebook sometimes. Um, what is it? Yeah, mostly <laughs> mostly Instagram. I keep, I keep trying to think of all the other ones that we use so much, but, I mean, that's just kind of where we are right now. Yeah, mainly Instagram, <laughs> some Facebook, almost no Twitter. And... Um, where were the kids are at, you know? Yeah. It's like, where are all the cool kids at? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. um, can I add a little something real quick? Of course. Um, since Ted, I know Ted's Nashville-based, and Ashley has lived in Nashville, and the director of their film, All Light Will End, uh, Chris Blake is from Nashville. I just want to throw out there that, you know, the more we support these local indie films the more we'll get um so be sure to check it out uh the director he also wrote the movie um and he's the co-founder of the national independent film festival and owns and operates red vessel entertainment that ashley also mentioned so show some love and then we'll get some more local horror films which would be awesome absolutely yeah absolutely yeah get people some get your friends some jobs you know, yes, exactly. Get this business going. We could be extras be one awesome. day, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Caleb, we're going to fly you down here. And we'll I would be in totally there together. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, the movie that Ted mentioned, Wild Man, that's, that's the one that I always mentioned that me and him worked on and helped get made and stuff. And I was an extra on that. And, um, who knows when it'll ever come out at this point. But um, some of the crew from that worked on All Light Will End as well. So um, it's just so kind of cool. cool how everything stays in the community and stuff like that. So um, It makes a big difference. Yeah. Yes. And um, we're waiting to hear the final word on what all we're going to be doing. But um, we're hoping our next hosting event at Full Moon Cineplex is going to be pretty cool pretty pretty cool so um <laughs> hoping we can next week maybe announce it on social media just waiting to hear some stuff to finalize so anyways stay tuned for that and we did yeah. the crow not too long ago had an awesome time and got to meet a lot of people that follow us on instagram and um on facebook as well so that was cool um i actually did sell a shirt that night i'm I must not forget that. So that was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, we met a lot of cool peeps and yeah. uh, had sh- Shape of Revenge, Jerry. Thank you for coming out. <laughs> yes. Um, he's actually our latest Patreon supporter as well. Oh, yeah. thank yes. you. Yeah. So awesome and bucks. so fun to chat with on Instagram too. Just yes. been super fun. Yeah. So we appreciate it. And he uh, actually will be getting into the podcast game soon as well. So we'll definitely shout his show out when that drops and um but um yeah speaking of shirts we do have shirts available on musiccityhorror.com slash shop um we have two designs right now one is just our logo just the logo shirt and then one is a pretty cool it's a evil kitty shirt and um i know kayla's eyeing that one so uh (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so if you want to support the show and advertise at the same time then head on over there and i think i think that's it i can't really think of anything else um unless you guys have anything to add uh not me cool 
So hopefully the next time we get together, we can have all four of us back in the saddle. Everything gets back to normal. So, um, yeah. So I guess that is that for this episode. And we will see everyone next time. Holla. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.